Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Sunday Sermon Epilogue for this week. And I'm joined by Pastor Justin here at East White Oak uh, to have a little bit of a debrief of Ezra chapter 6. Uh, Pastor Justin, uh, welcome. Glad to have you with us oh, today. Glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Why don't you tell us a little bit about some of your impressions in Ezra chapter 6? Yeah, I was really struck by the support and the protection that were given by these <coughs> kings here. They were yes. given the restoration of the gold and the silver vessels that were taken away. I wrote down that they were given payment to the workers, all the supplies for the offerings, uh, the threat to stay away. Right. And I just was in awe of God's building of his kingdom in this. Yes. There, was, there were several places where he says, keep away, take care that you're diligent, you know, all of that suggests that the king understands the people in his realm, <laughs> that they won't necessarily follow through with the kind of follow through he expects. So that's kind of a neat thing to see God's hand in not just the king, but even these governors and local officials, uh, the elders of Israel, Jeshua, Zerubbabel, mm. the prophets, Zechariah and Haggai, uh, and then the people. And not just the people of Israel, but then there's this joining in of Gentiles from around there in coming into uh, the, the, nation, the national worship of, uh, of God at the Passover. I do wonder sometimes if our attitudes are kind of mixed because we see from Scripture, yes, God's in control, but then we also see governments doing their own thing. So he asked in verse 10, it stuck out, Pray for the life of the king and his sons. So, yes. well, does he have his own motives here that his empire will grow? Perhaps he wants friends close to Egypt here. Yeah. Uh, but we need to marry the two of those together. Right. Sometimes the interests of kings and um, government officials are not the agenda that God has, but God uses their interests to accomplish mm. his agenda, mm. which is a kind of a fascinating thought, isn't it? Yeah. So. I hoped that in this uh, text, people would see themselves, uh, especially as it relates to things that feel out of their control, mm. whether it's on a global or national scale or things that are on a pers more personal scale, that people would see that God can be trusted and that that produces a joy. Mm. So I love that three times that the word joy gets produced That's right. in this passage. So. That's right. Uh, some of our small groups that are studying Ezra, this was a question that was in their uh, text that although the temple was so important for God's people here for their worship at this time, the people of today don't have such a temple. Right. And I was really, we really encouraged, look to Romans chapter 8, verses 9 through 11, just to see that Christ dwells in uh -huh. us today. Yes. It was a really good connection for me. That's cool. Yeah. Would have been good to have in the sermon, right? So look that up, Romans chapter 8, 9 to 11. Uh, that this prayer that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, that being rooted and grounded in love, we may be able to comprehend together with all the saints the length and breadth and height, width, the, know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge is how Paul puts it in Ephesians. So anyway, the point today was that uh, uh, governments are in God's hand, God's servants are in God's hand, God's people are in God's hand, and that brings us joy. Until next time, may God bless you.